1: IB Nation Sports Talk slash Rapid Fire. I guess I should just go ahead and say it right off the bat. Vince, Jesse, are you ready for Rapid Fire?
2: Let's go. Yeah, it's baby. time to get to it. <laughs> Jumping right this in, was,
1: too. We should do a little backsplaining first. We were going to do this live show. We were going to kick off this live Rapid Fire thing, kind of an abbreviated deal. We haven't typically had Friday shows, you know, with our show. So we were going to uh, do a little Rapid Fire thing. And uh, then this Drew Pine thing came up, and we're like, well, of course, it makes perfect sense that we're doing this now. So welcome. Crazy news today. I think it caught everybody out of the blue. Drew Pine entering the transfer portal. ESPN's Pete Themmel was the first to report it. Uh, Pine made the announcement official on social media this afternoon uh, and as Irish breakdown reported today, Pines decision comes down to the fact that the Irish plan to bring in a transfer portal quarterback this off season, you know, cause I've seen a lot of people on social media. Why, why do th-? you know? Well, <laughs> apparently he's, you know, like you talk about seeing the the writing on the wall, they have let him know apparently that they're going to bring in a transfer portal quarterback. Uh, so let's just go around the horn, Vince, I'll start with you. And then, Jesse, what do you guys think about all this? First of all,
2: well, it definitely caught me by surprise. Um, and if and if you would have told me that that Drew Pine was going to transfer eventually, I probably would have agreed with you. You know, I, I think it was. I would have been shocked if he if he got out of here without a diploma, without a degree, uh, because I think that's very important to him and his family. And this is his third year at Notre Dame, so I don't know his exact track. So, he's either going to be done in December or he's going to be done in May. So, we'll see what that looks like for him. Uh, I would be shocked if he didn't have his degree, but to do it before the bowl game, I think is the most shocking part of this entire thing for me because now he's not going to play in the bowl game. And you're, you know, he was guaranteed to start in the bowl game, obviously. And now you're kind of leaving your team a little high and dry because, and again, this is my opinion and based on, the information that we have, right? And there may be other information that comes out well, later, but there is there are like...
1: conflicting reports right now. I've I've okay. seen again Irish Breakdown is one of the outlets reporting that he will not, you know, he's gonna do this before the bowl game. Basically, he's gonna get through finals and then apparently he'll be done at Notre Dame. It and there are other outlets reporting the same thing, but I have seen at least one conflicting report of someone on the beat. Today, should I name names or should I just, you know, leave it at that? Yeah, why not? Uh, John, John Bryce has, has said that he's going to play in a game, but I've seen others between Driscoll, between Tom Loy, between Pete Sampson. I've seen all of them say that he is not going to play in the bowl game. So there are conflicting well, reports out there right now. And I don't, you know, and again, I don't want to like single out. You know, that, that's why, I like, I don't, I don't like to name names unless we're crediting, you know, like who reported it first. But what, what I'm saying is, there are conflicting reports, but we do have at least more outlets reporting right now that he's not going to play in a bowl game than he is. Let's save the bowl game thing for here, real quick, though. First, Vince, let's let Jesse kind of chime in just on his initial thoughts on Pine's decision, and then we'll address the bowl thing specifically here in a minute.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Learn more at marines.com.
3: Yeah, so I I agree kind of a lot with what Vince was saying. It it caught me off guard considering that the season, in my opinion, isn't completely over. Um, And this isn't a guy who is, you know, getting NFL ready or anything like that, like Mayer and Foskey potentially. So to see him put his name in the transfer portal before the season has officially concluded as the starting quarterback, you know, he took them to this 8 and 4 record and and as a starter he was 8 and 2 so to me the job wasn't quite finished yet and i was surprised but on the flip side of the coin i think that it's a it's it's clearly a smart decision for Drew Pine because he has proven that he is a starter and that he can be a starter he was 8 and 2 um, and I think once you get that taste as a starter and you know that a team you know the school that you're that you're going to is actively looking in the transfer portal they're bringing in different quarterbacks Tyler Buckner is going to be healthy again and he did beat him out at the beginning of the year it just doesn't bode well for someone like Drew Pine so I understand the decision because I think he can be a starter elsewhere and he's got the taste of you know what it what it means to be a starter and of course he's going to have good talent and more talent at Notre Dame potentially for where he goes. So the eight and two is, you know, I, I don't know if that, that'll carry with him, but I, I j- it just comes down to it's clear that he wants to be a starter and he's got three years left, so why not stop him?
1: Yeah, and I guess the biggest thing, this does not come as a surprise. If they're bringing in a, a grad transfer quarterback, it should come as no surprise at all because you already have Minchie coming in. You've got Tyler Buckner who started off the season as the starting quarterback. And apparently the coaching staff has has told Drew Pine, if you stay, you're going to compete for the job. And and here's going to be the competition, you know, and not to mention, you've got Steve Angeli in the mix, who you would expect in the spring to be part of that competition as well. So, you know, it, it drops Drew Pine back to the pack. I do give them credit for telling him up front, maybe I'm surprised that they've told him this early and it, You know, because again, like they're getting ready for finals and all that kind of stuff. But I give them credit for being up front with Drew Pine and saying, look, this is what's going to happen. We are going out and we we are most likely, because they still have to, you know, unless they've been in contact with somebody already, they still have to go through the the process of contacting them, you know, getting things figured out, who they want to bring in. Because I think as you and I have said before, Vince, if you're bringing somebody in, it's the guy kind of you know along the lines of Jack Cohn. You expect him to come in and be the starter most likely next year. You you still want him to compete for the job, just like we've talked about before. But at the same time, you don't want just another depth piece at quarterback. It needs to be somebody who you feel like has probably got a really good chance of being the starting quarterback. And so with that, Drew Pine can use that. Information and say, you know, look, this is where I am, and he's making a a a career future decision for himself right now. So again, I give I give the coaching staff Marcus Freeman, Tommy Reese, and you know the whole crew I give them credit for being upfront with Drew Pine and not trying to hide this fact so that he you know could potentially make this kind of decision early on. And now he's made his his decision. He's going to move on. He's going to transfer someplace else. He's going to have three years of eligibility remaining, as to whether or not he's going to have his degree, I don't know, but they have, you know, like, part of the reason that they make these guys take summer school is they've got him on track to graduate within three years, so if he's not finished right now, he's got to be pretty close to finishing his undergrad, so I would think that, that he'll end up with a Notre Dame degree.
2: I would agree with you. And I... Would
1: assume that uh, Vince, if I mean, you can hear I me, why don't you log out and then log back in? Expected, Go ahead and log but- out, log back in. Jesse, I'll let you uh, <laughs> jump in with some of your initial thoughts. Vince is in a in a uh, motel room in Indianapolis. We we had a pretty good idea he was going to have some technical issues at some point. We didn't know that they'd happen. This early Jess. any 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 more thoughts you've got right now first.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, like what you were getting into, I, I I respect the upfrontness and the honesty by the Notre Dame coaching staff because I had a lot of resentment for what Jim Harbaugh did uh, with Michigan and their quarterbacks this last year with J.J. McCarthy McCarthy. Um, and Cade McNamara, and it felt like Harbaugh intentionally held McNamara hostage, and made it seem like there was a quarterback competition. The season starts, and then you know JJ McCarthy goes straight to being starter, and now McNamara has to wait an entire season before he can go anywhere. And I think that's an important aspect. And I think that it, again, that's it really frustrated frustrated me seeing you know Michigan do that with their quarterbacks last year. So uh, Notre Dame being upfront with Pine, I think, is a very very complimentary thing. Um, and, and it shows that, you know, they have the best intentions for these guys. It's not about right. just winning games. Right. Vince, you're back.
2: No, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, so <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm sure that the coaching staff had no idea that he would just say, peace out, like I'm leaving. I, I I think that had to have come as a shock to them. But at the same time, from what I understand, they're having people on, they're having transfers on campus for visits, like starting now. So it would be fairly obvious if they're recruiting a quarterback to come and be part of the room. So, right.
1: I'm just using this as an an example. But if Drew Pine is, you know, walking to the goog, and there's Brennan Armstrong walking in, it's like, whoa, what's going on here? (laughs) Again, I'm not saying he's on campus. I'm just using that as an example because he just entered the portal yesterday.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, I, you know, he was going to find out. And so, I do appreciate the staff being upfront with him. I think that's great. Uh, And, you know, he was going to find out anyway. I don't think anybody thought that he would just pack his bags and leave. I I just think I think that's probably shocking to everyone. Right.
1: So let's get to the part about the potential that he is leaving now prior to the bowl game. And again, there are some conflicting reports on this out there. But as John says, Pine should have waited until after the bowl to announce he was entering the transfer portal. And, you know, again, the initial reports are that he's not going to play in the bowl. So Jess, I'll start with you on this one. And then to Vince, what do you think about his timing and the fact that with one game to play still in the season, yes, the regular season is over, but that Drew Pine is is, uh, is going to be done and and potentially not play in the game. Again, conflicting reports, but more people reporting right now that he won't play than he will play.
3: Yeah, I think this is the point or the part of it that's really the kicker because of a little bit what we were getting into uh, just a couple minutes ago. You know, this is it's a full body of work. He's still considered the starter and the season's not over. You know, you worked for this entire for this entire entirety of the season to get into a bowl game. I know it's not a national, you know, the playoffs or a New Year's six bowl game. And I don't know if that potentially has anything to do with it, um, but it's still a bowl game and it's still going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a top one of the top in non, you know, beast or non playoff uh, New Year's six type bowl games, not just a, a complete dud. You know, it's not like they're a six and six team going against another six and six team. They're going to probably play a tier, you know, tier one SEC school and play a solid opponent. So to see him not finish out the season, knowing the competitor that he is potentially uh, is, is a little bit frustrating. And maybe there's more to it, you know, maybe I saw someone in the chat say potentially that he was told he wasn't going to be the starter. I don't think that that's true. I don't think that they just benched him and said Buckner's starting or, you know, whoever no. it might be. I don't, I don't necessarily I still believe think this has that. more to do
1: with the fact that they're bringing in a transfer than anything.
3: Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I, it's, again, it's, it's a little disheartening because of, I, I, like I said, I know he's a competitor um, and there's, there's other guys on the team, right? It's a full team aspect. Um, and you're taking away, taking away a guy who was eight and eight and two as a starter and Ben your leader offensively the entire season. So uh, mainly disappointed in that. Vince? Yeah, I mean, I don't,
2: again, I don't have any firsthand knowledge. There's no reason he wouldn't have started the bowl game, zero. And I know that Tyler Buckner was out practicing yesterday. We, We do know that. Uh, but he still is just coming off of surgery. He he wasn't going to Buckner's start. also
1: been practicing. Like, they went right, off he wasn't full practices, past. but he's been practicing. But he's right. been leading up to this as well. Right, And, I mean, exactly. we talked about a couple of weeks ago the possibility. It's been less than a couple of weeks ago. The possibility, I asked Marcus Freeman if Buckner could play in a bowl, not start in a bowl, but play in a right. bowl. And he said that, you know, it all depends on his health, but that if he has got, you know, if he – wants to do it, and he's got medical clearance that there's no reason not to play him in a bowl game.
2: And I had, and I wanted him to play in the bowl game if he was cleared. Yes. I wanted him to play. Now, I also said, if you want, if people want to go back and listen to the video, we also said, all of us, that Drew Pine gets the start. He's been the starter. He Correct. needs to be the starter. And Correct. there's no reason for me to believe that that wasn't going to be the case. There's no way the coaching staff said, hey, by the way, we're going to go for a portal quarterback and you're not starting the bowl game. There's no way that happened. I'm sorry. There's just no way. So he left because they're going for a portal quarterback, and he wasn't guaranteed to start as the starter next year. That's why he yeah. left. I'm in a little opinion, bit – I'm a little
1: bit – and I agree. I completely agree with that. It's I, I have to think and I believe that it is more because they informed him of what their plans are they're going to bring in a portal quarterback than it is Tyler Buckner is just all of a sudden going to start when he's only – is you know – Again, they haven't even seen him at full full strength yet. They don't even know, you know, completely what his strength is right now. If he's going right. to be able to go, we're still talking about December 2nd as <laughs> we're sitting here talking. So there's a lot of time to go. You know, we don't even know what the bowl game is until Sunday. I'm a little torn on Drew Pine. At the one hand, I completely uh, you know, agree with what Jesse's talking about. There is still a game to go in this season. And now he's decided he's going to pull his you know, pull himself off the team, apparently, and he's just going to leave his team high and dry. The same Notre Dame team that he has professed his love for and he would do anything for, and, you know, he made his announcement on social media today. You know, I've bought into everything Drew Pine has been about to this point, but now I I guess a couple things that I have to weigh. One, I understand a business decision because just like guys who potentially – you know, decide they're going to opt out of a bowl game, but you know, why risk yourself when it's a bowl game? Why risk your, your pro future? Drew Pine doesn't have to worry about his pro future, but he does risk injury potentially for the next team he's going to go play for when he's going to have to go in and practice for the spring since he's going to leave right now. Like you go back, remember Andrew Luck, when he decided to retire a few years ago, that happened in training camp. I believe it was still August when that happened. And and Andrew Luck just decided, look, my body, I, I I can't go through this anymore. He had gone through, you know, multiple injuries and multiple seasons. He's battling all these injuries. And he, he you know, so before the season started, Andrew Luck made that decision. Before a, a real game had been played, Andrew Luck had made that decision. I do think that's different than what Drew Pine is doing right now, because even though you finished your regular season, you you know you're still gearing up for a bowl game your team is still going out there so again i'm a little bit torn on this on exactly where i do stand because this is a 100% healthy guy he is still with Notre Dame right now and regardless you know Notre Dame might not have him necessarily in their plans next year but he's still on the team right now or at least he was still on the team and so i it's it 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 doesn't completely sit right with me again even though i understand you know like these guys opting out for for nfl purposes and stuff like this th- this doesn't completely sit right with me pulling yourself out when you've still your team still has another game to go
2: and that and that's the biggest thing for me as well and somebody in the chat michael i'll pull this up he says er, nope that that's not, not the one <laughs> um and I keep, I keep bringing it up because that's yes. what happens when you have a uh, terrible hotel internet. But uh, Greg says, Sean, with all due respect, who left who Notre Dame told him they were moving on. No, they didn't. They did not say that they were moving on. They said no, they were going to bring didn't. in somebody else to compete.
1: And they he said, could compete are- for the job. That, I mean, that's what's They're- like, you can, you can love or hate Tony Romo all you want, but Tony Romo's last words as an NFL quarterback is this is a meritocracy. Sports is a meritocracy. You earn your way onto the field, whatever sport it happens to be, you earn your way on. They did not discard Drew Pine and tell him you're not going to be the guy. They told him, "We're going to bring somebody else in. Right. You're going to have to compete for the job once again." That's that's what support the, what sports is supposed to be all about. Correct. So they they didn't they didn't leave him high and dry. He still has an opportunity to stay at Notre Dame and compete for the job and if he's good enough, he'll get the job but that's And again, I don't, I don't, you know, like hold it against him that he's decided to move and make this decision because odds are he's not going to win the job.
2: Yeah. It's the timing of it. And you're right. He, there's a chance he could have been the third string quarterback next year. If he stuck around there, that chance is a very viable chance. Right. But the fact that he's leaving before the bowl game, I think is what gets people, you know, is where people get a little shifty about it. And, it's funny because the people in the chat are, you know, all feeling a sort of I'm way right sure now. I'm not sure
1: who Bernie, I'm not sure who you guys are because we didn't kill Drew Pine all year. If you've if well, you've watched or listened to the show, we did not kill Drew Pine all year.
2: And and, it, didn't and here's the to thing hear. if Marcus Freeman came out right now and said Drew Pine is our starter going into next fall, we're not having a competition, he's our starter. You know how many people would be upset about that? People would be pissed. People would be pissed off that Drew Pine was anointed the starter based on what he did this year. So you you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, well, of course he's going to leave. No, he was offered an opportunity to compete for the starting job. He decided that wasn't in the cards for him, so he left. That's the end of it. I mean, that's what happened. And the fact that he left before the bowl game, you can say what you want about that. I think that's a shady thing to do. You could have waited until after the bowl game because you know that it's going to be a drop-off at quarterback. If Tyler Buckner's not 100% healthy, so and no, nobody's saying Drew is stupid. Nobody is saying that. Okay, we're saying that he's transferring because he has an opportunity to start someplace else.
3: But he had an opportunity to start at Notre Dame. Period. I think that the most crucial aspect of this entire conversation is Drew Pine's outlook if he doesn't get injured. If if Tyler Buckner plays this entire season. I don't even think Drew Pine would, it would be transferring right now because I think the whole reason he has the gumption to transfer is because he was a starter and he went eight and two as a starter. Buckner's injury provided Pine an opportunity. And at, when he got this opportunity, he saw what he could do as a starter yep. and didn't want to be a backup again. Everyone wants to start. It's just a matter of where you fit in. And I just don't think that he fits in at Notre Dame anymore, but, yeah. and, and that's, that's really all it comes down to. I, I, You know, he got a great opportunity because of someone else's misfortune. But without that opportunity, I don't think that we'd even be talking about this right now. I think he would be still trying to battle it out for next year's starting job, knowing that he was a backup this season. So, you know, there's there's blessings and and, in disguise. And I think a blessing in disguise for Buckner or sorry, Pine this year was Buckner getting hurt and Pine realizing that he can be a college starter. You know, maybe not at Notre Dame for the rest of his career, but he can be a starter somewhere.
1: Yeah. And look, I, you know, I don't think a lot of people are crying that Drew Pine is leaving. It is just surprising news that he's making this decision now before a bowl game. You know, again, it's it's one thing, one more game. You play in the bowl if you really, you know, love Notre Dame and, and your teammates and all that kind of stuff. But I'm sure, you know, there are a lot of his teammates that respect the decision as well. And, you know, I see a, a, a lot of different you know, points being made here. And, you know, some guys don't want to compete for the job. Now, Drew Pine did have to compete for this job two years in a row. Remember, he competed with Jack Cohn. They ultimately decided to go with Jack Cone. He competed with Tyler Buckner. They ultimately decided to go with Tyler Buckner. Buckner gets hurt. He comes in. He did his job. And now back to the comment about, you know, killing Drew Pine all year. We were riding high on Drew Pine on this show. You know, when when we saw good Drew Pine for two and a half games when he was completing sure. 75% and he looked, you know, he was on pace to have the best season a Notre Dame quarterback had ever had. But then he goes, what from 75% Drew Pine to 45% Drew Pine. Now, are you going to tell me that? If your quarterback, you know, Ian Book got killed when he was completing 60% of his passes. Are you going to tell me that there's no room for critical, you know, constructive criticism for a quarterback who's completing 45% of his passes and not seeing open receivers and forcing the ball to Mike or Mayo? That's all fair stuff. I think anything, any any critique, any criticism we had of Drew Pine was was all completely fair.
2: Got something, Jess? If not, I'll say something. No. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I think we were 100% fair to Drew Pine. I, I said that, you know, he played better than I thought he was going to play at certain times, and he played worse than I thought he would play at certain times. And in the right. USC game, 90% of the time he played really, really well. And the, the fumbled turnover was a bad, bad move. You know, you, you can't just pin one play that they lost the game, but that was the turning point. I mean, that was the the turning point in the game for me because that was a 14-point swing, right? And so my issue with this whole thing, let's say Notre Dame plays in the Gator Bowl. That's on December 30th, okay? Okay. December 31st comes out. Drew Pine says he's transferring. Hey, peace be with you, dude. Like, I get it. That's fine. You do Do your job,
1: play for your team, all that You got three years of
2: eligibility left. You're probably not going to be the starter at Notre Dame next year, if we're all being honest, right? Even though he's going to give them an opportunity to compete. I have no problem with that, okay? My problem is that he's leaving before the season's over. right? That's my problem, okay? And again, maybe there's more information out there that we don't have, but the way it looks right now is that he is abandoning his team. That's also, the way it looks to me.
1: And. I agree with that sentiment to an extent, but as I was saying before, you know, there's part of me also understands, well, if he's not going to be here and he's going to go someplace for the spring, you know, again, just like the NFL guys, why risk injury in one more game? But again, it's like, I thought he grew up loving.
2: <laughs>
3: well, and teams, he's you know, he's yeah. talking about how
2: his teammates are his brothers and all that. I mean, it just, I don't know. feels like he's talking out of both sides of his mouth to me. That right. That's what it feels like. And right. it's not like he's opting out to go to the NFL. OK, I mean, it's just and there's and everybody's saying that he needs to opt out now so that he can find a team and all that. If you don't think that he can talk to teams while he's still put competing and getting ready for a bowl game. Yeah. Then you don't really understand can put his name in the portal, works. I
1: think, and still. Yeah,
2: exactly. OK. Like, I mean, look at the Jordan Madison
1: thing. You know, start yeah, with exactly.
2: That. Exactly. He's got people. The schools have people. They all could be talking. He could have found a place and had a place, a soft place to land as soon as the final, you know the it was all zeros on the clock of whatever bowl they're playing in. And he could have said, "Hey, I'm opting out. I'm going to the transfer portal and the next day. He's at wherever he's gonna like it's not like he would have lost his chance to find a spot at another school. That's what I'll say,
1: yeah. well, Domer says that opportunity compete is b s coach speak to retain players. Come on, guys, DP isn't a fool. I mean, They told him now, they told him now, like they weren't trying to hide anything. Right. Again, everyone has to compete for the guy was the number two quarterback coming into this season to begin with. Would you just hand the job to drew pine? Even if you weren't bringing in another quarterback, you know, via the, via the transfer portal, would you just hand it to Tyler Buckner? No, I realize some people would because you saw two games of Tyler Buckner and you've decided to make your entire decision about who and what Tyler Buckner is because of those two games. When when the offensive line wasn't playing nearly as well as it was when Drew Pine was in there, look again. Drew Pine did a nice job, but there was there was still a lot of room for growth in what you know. Just like we talked about, you know, he locked in on Michael Mayer in that USC game on the on the intermediate route when right behind Michael Mayer was Deion Colsey running downfield uncovered, so he rolls to his right and he ends up throwing an interception. You know, so you can talk about pass efficiency and all that. Those numbers are what they are. You know, he completed the passes that he completed. He he had a very efficient season, but those numbers also don't take into account receivers not thrown to, like on that Colsey play, and there were plenty of others of those when he was yeah. locked in on Michael Mayer all season long. When he chose, what well, either chose not to throw to an open receiver or didn't see an open receiver. You know, so there's there's a lot more to it. Than, than just those numbers
2: and, and he was again, efficient at, at what he day,
1: decided to do
2: <laughs> right guess. at the end of the day it's drew's decision yeah and that's fine and he has to live with that he has to live with that it's fine but the honesty
1: of the situation is like i saw somebody say connecticut because he's a connecticut native group of five is probably where he should be if he really yep. wants to be a high let you know Find a level where he can actually, you know, be a higher level quarterback. If he's with a group of five team, I think he can really thrive at that level.
2: Yep. Could not agree more. And that's probably where he should have been coming out of high school. If we're all being completely honest with ourselves. Okay. And that's where he's probably going to end up. And that's great. He's going to have an opportunity to start for three years someplace. Awesome. I have no problem with Drew Pine leaving.
1: Bernie yeah. wants to die on this hill. I mean, what about the 45% against Stanford or, or these other games? You know, like, how, how you're going to base everything on over? one game? I, I, I don't know. I don't well, know.
2: You can base it on the USC game. That's fine. Number one, USC decided that to win the game. They could run the ball, and they yeah. did. And last time I checked, Caleb Williams had three rushing touchdowns. And then Drew Pine turned the ball over in the red zone going into score. And then USC takes the ball and goes right the other way. So – Yes, he played well, but he did not play great because those two turnovers were devastating. Yeah.
1: All right, so what do you got? so with Drew Pine leaving and apparently will be leaving before the bowl game, (laughs) that means it's either Tyler Buckner and or Steve Angeli. So on a scale of one to 10, Jess, you haven't said anything in a while. Jess, scale of one to 10, what's your confidence in that duo?
3: Uh, my confidence in that duo is a strong seven or eight, strongly or mainly because you know, Notre Dame's offense uh, primarily doesn't revolve right now around elite quarterback play. We've seen that throughout the season, they rely on their offensive line, they rely on their rushing attack, and they rely on Michael Mayer, you know, soaking up those five, six yard plays when they need a big third down conversion, etc. So, the way that this oiled machine is running on offense right now, I think that a quarterback, if they can do what they need to with running the ball and on the offensive line, you know, if teams start loading the box, then, yeah, it's a different issue. Uh, but I think with where they're at right now, uh, I, I give it a strong 7 or 8. I think that they can get through this bull game and come up. You know, they're going to have some time. Uh, but That just gives Buckner more time to heal, slash and jelly more time to get comfortable with the offense. So I'm going to put it at a strong 7 or 8. Okay.
1: Steven says he wants to he, he hears people talking about Angeli, he'd like to see what all the fuss is about. Well, I mean, if you watch the blue gold game, that's what the fuss is about because everyone's basing it on a, a fourth quarter comeback in an overblown scrimmage.
2: Against so, a bunch of walk-ons, by the way, yeah, just FYI, yeah. but right. whatever. I had a <laughs> I had a Twitter battle with somebody a few months ago when they you know went and looked it up. I was like, I looked it up too. There was one starter on the field, 10 walk-ons. And you know, he's the next Heisman Trophy winner at Notre Dame. And right. maybe he will be, but people need to pump the brakes just to skosh. As far as the scale of 1 to 10 and my confidence in that duo, I'd put it at about a 7, 6 or 7. I mean, number one, I don't know the health of Tyler Buckner. Yes, he's out there practicing. It's his non-throwing shoulder, so he can get out there and he can throw the ball around be just fine. But what happens if he takes a hit on that shoulder? You know, is that going to set him out for the spring? Is that going to completely ruin him? Because I think everybody can agree and everybody thinks that he's injury prone at this point. So, you know, do I really put him out there if he's not 100% healthy? And then you've got Steve Angeli, And Steve Angeli, regardless of what everybody says, is a complete unknown at the college level. A complete unknown for all of us. Not just the people in the chat. Not just fans. Not just us. He is a complete unknown. OK, he's a true freshman who has thrown a combined zero passes at the college level. OK, so we don't know. I'm going to hope that he can run a scaled back version of an offense and be OK. So, you know, Tyler Buckner, Steve Angeli, I put it at seven.
1: Do we have a Justin Fisher fan in this in this room right now? Irish blooded Ooh. says Fisher. Before college. Guy,
2: if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Justin Fisher, of course, former Mishawaka option quarterback who, who is now a uh, fullback slash tight end with uh, the Notre Dame team as a, uh, well, he said Mishawaka fan mm-hmm. as a uh, preferred walk-on. I, I put it at a solid six and a half, seven. I think I'm maybe a little bit lower. <sighs> let, let me say this. Let's go back to what we talked about. Once that offensive line came together, and even before that, we said that Tyler Buckner should have been running the same offense Drew Pine was running, but he was not given that opportunity. They were running something completely different for Tyler Buckner. So Again, people are making a lot of judgments about Tyler Buckner based on the fact that one – the offensive line and the running game in those first two games was not even close to what it ended up being. That all came to, you know, it took some time, but that all came together. They Two, they were relying on him to run a lot, which is ultimately how he ended up getting hurt. And three, you know, again, just just the way they were running the offense, the kind of, you know, throws he was asked to make, the whole thing, they weren't doing any of that. And we both felt like, and I think Jesse was in this mix as well, that if they were doing the same things with Tyler Buckner and just have that mobility of his kind of be a bonus, you know, we saw Drew Pine run every now and then, that Tyler Buckner probably could have been more successful with the same offense that Drew Pine was running. So I'll even bump mine up a little bit, seven, seven and a half, I think. Because I don't think, again, we we didn't get to see the full Tyler Buckner and with the offensive line right now that they have Mm -hmm. with the running game that they have right now, I think he can be, I think we can see some different things out of him. Potentially Steve Angeli. I still don't know. And it's not a knock on Steve Angeli, but we really didn't even get to see in training camp that many live plays that the guy Mm. was running, you know, just a handful here and there. And just like with the blue gold game, it was against, you know, like third team guys and some walk-ons and those kind of things. So, Steve jelly has not really been tested as a true freshman this year. So there's really not a whole lot to go on other than a, a late comeback in the blue gold game. And as Vince said, with a bunch of third stringers and walk-ons out there on the field, we haven't seen him do just it. You guys.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Just an unknown. And and yeah. maybe, maybe he's great. And I have a feeling we're going to get an opportunity to see him. Now, is it going to be the best And jelly that we've ever seen. No, he's got an opportunity to get better. He's a true freshman, right? So that's the other thing that people have to caution themselves on. If he goes out there and he doesn't perform to the level that everybody thinks he can perform at, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater either. Like you can't just give up. Oh, God, here we go.
3: (laughs) The (laughs) Butler can't
1: pass crowd. Right. Because again, right. Now, did we get to see every play they were running during training camp? No. But the live plays we got to see, Tyler Buckner was head and shoulders, in our opinion, and I realize opinions may vary, but Tyler Buckner was well ahead of Drew Pine in all the live plays we got to see. Vince?
2: My Buckner was two quarters away from being benched. He was losing every game. He lost to Ohio State, and granted, did nobody played well in the Marshall game. Right. So, you know... He wasn't about to be benched. Number yeah. 1. Did
1: Tyler Buckner give up the 96-yard touchdown drive at the end of Marshall? Was that on him no. too? Like gosh. It's
3: just just hilarious. It's, it's just, you know, the biggest funny. thing is is these coaches see these guys pass every single day. If Tyler Buckner wasn't a passer, he wouldn't be the starting quarterback coming out of training camp to start the season. You know, that I don't understand how People who don't get to see these guys practice every day want to make the the strong declaration that someone else can't pass uh, when the quarter when, when the coaches made the decision on who the better quarterback is. They, there's a reason right. they don't just pick those things for no reason.
1: <sighs> yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. There's a, there's a
1: super I... chat in here that I need to drop in here. Ah, please, real do. quick. Um, I have no idea what those letters are, but he says for those That's suggesting really you really okay really cute for those suggesting pine could get injured and lose out on playing for another team he could just as easily get injured with his next team and never play for them again as well i mean that's true but if he gets hurt before he goes to that team that affects his ability to go in for spring practice with that new team and you know be able to compete for a job wherever he happens to go so, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's it's football. Everyone can be injured on any given play. But, you know, he's protecting his future, which, again, to an extent, I understand. It's
2: just. I'm going to be very interested to see if Tyler Buckner goes out and wins a bowl game. And, you know, let's say he throws for 275, 300, rushes for a touchdown, throws. What are for people two. going to be saying then? Yeah. Right. Right. He's we sick, don't need he's a transfer. Terrible.
3: It's just interesting because Buckner played against the number five team in the country, uh, his first game as a starter, as a starter too. this is, you know, his first time ever being a starter He plays against a a number five Ohio State team, and then obviously goes on against Marshall. But like we said, road on the road against
1: Ohio State,
3: it's just very controversial because quarterbacks often get blamed for wins and losses and the performance of the rest of the team, because they're the most critical, you know, position and they they have the most uh, effect on the game. But the fact of the matter is, the whole offensive line and offense stunk against Marshall. It wasn't a Tyler Buckner problem. It was an entire offensive problem.
1: Do you remember Ian Book's first career start? you remember when Brandon Wimbush got hurt and they went to North Carolina? Played an awful North Carolina team. But Ian Book's first start, this wasn't in the season when he became the starter. It was the season... Before that, remember it was you know it was the it was the season that ended up in the bowl in the the bowl comeback against LSU, I believe. But he threw two interceptions in that game, and they weren't like good looking interceptions by any means. You know, Ian Book goes on to become Notre Dame's all time leading quarterback. So let's just pump the brakes a little bit exactly. on judging what a quarterback is or isn't based on two games at the start of a new you know regime with a new head coach. New offensive line coach, new offensive line—you know the whole thing coming together. Let's—I just say let's pump the brakes on on judging Tyler Buckner based on a very, very small sample size. It'd be like it'd be like you know Albert Pujols gets called up and goes zero for fifteen, you know, or or you know, and with with ten strikeouts, you know, to start his career. Well, you know, we're, this guy's going to be nothing, and then of course he goes on you know, and hits, you know, all the home runs. So it's, you know, there's, I don't know. And again,
2: football is a team sport and anybody that watched the first two games of the season and says that that's the same offensive line that Drew Pine got to play behind in his starts doesn't know anything about football. So he was fighting for his life back there, those first two games.
1: Mickey wants to know, Vince, he's asking you specifically, who would you mm-hmm. play, Angelli yeah. or Paulus?
2: Yeah, that's that's not even close. That would be Steve <laughs> Angelli. Uh, for Considering many, Paulus is... Many reasons. Somebody earlier said that Paulus has a gun for an arm. I don't know what film you've watched. Uh, that is not true, and it may go fast, but it doesn't go where it's supposed to. So... I'm sure that he's gotten better since he was in high school, but I saw a lot of his high school games. Yep, we and saw the kid a lot in high school. Yep. It was – he's not a thrower of the football. And, I mean, he's just a big, strong kid who has a, the name of a guy who is a really – its a pretty good quarterback at Notre Dame. And, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, this and
1: Jelly not- has been the number two all season, and Paulus has been the scout team guy since then. Again, there's a reason right. for that because those guys, the coaches – actually see him in practice
2: go ahead with this one i've got i i'm going to star another one that we, we alberto
1: new name day. for the quarterback room peanut buckner and jelly
2: who's the peanut, peanut Buckner and jelly i don't
1: know who the peanut
2: is in that i mean maybe i'm just dumb i don't know I like who it. it is but
1: i get what he's saying though uh vince waiting until after the bowl is something very few quarterbacks are doing and you know it.
2: Well, here's the thing: show me a starting quarterback that is opting out of the bowl game. A starting quarterback who started ten games for their team, who has opted out of the bowl game to transfer to another school.
1: Other, yeah, I was going to say for a reason other than I'm, you know, I'm going to play in the NFL. I'm even gonna the be drafted. even the
2: NFL situation. How many quarterbacks are opting out? I haven't seen Not any. any. No, I, I haven't seen any quarterbacks opt out. So. If you can come up with some more power to you, but I, I don't think it's think because most a- of
1: the really good quarterbacks are playing with teams that are in, you know, some kind of playoff contention and that kind of thing.
2: But right, so uh, somebody said that they disagree with me about Ron Paulus Senior being any good or whatever. I was being nice, all right. I was trying to say nice things. I I agree with you, Lance. Okay, I agree with <laughs> you. I was trying to be nice. What did he say? I didn't even see the comments. Said sorry, Vince, but disagree. His dad put up a lot of numbers, but he wasn't a great quarterback for Notre Dame. But that's why he started it in high school, is what yeah. I'm saying. So,
1: Michael, show a Notre Dame quarterback that's shown improvement to their tenure in the past decade. I don't know what that has to do. That's we're, we're talking
2: about coaching now.
1: <laughs> you know, right. when we're when we're right. talking about that we're, stuff.
2: Right? We're just we're we're circling the drain at this point with some of this stuff.
1: Yeah. George says, guys got to realize the bowl games have and are and have been glorified exhibitions since the BCS was begun. Now they're even less than they were sanctioned practice games. I mean, I've said that before, and that's why, like, you know, if Notre Dame, because they lost to USC, obviously dropped out of college football playoff contention, you know, New Year's Six Bowl contention this year, but in two years when the 12 team expanded format comes around you know like Michael Mayer Isaiah Foskey who you know any any guy with NFL aspirations who's going to be drafted the next year I think the decision probably becomes maybe the decision changes quite a bit right because now you're not you're not, you're not going to opt out because you're going to play in the Cheez-It Bowl or, you right. know, the Texas Bowl or whatever it happens to be. But if if you're going to be one of the top 12 teams and you're in the playoff and you're going to play in meaningful games, you've got a chance to win a national championship, much higher likelihood that you're going to stick around and play in those games.
2: Agreed. Yeah, I mean, look, is it is it meaningless? Okay, it's meaningless. Whatever, that's fine. But it, sure, heck, I would much rather end my season with a win. And it's a lot easier to go out and talk about a win over an SEC team when you're on the recruiting trail than a loss to an SEC team. So you can say that it's meaningless. That's fine. But it's your team is still going out there. It's, the, it's your teammates that are still going out there, and you're not. And maybe that makes me old school. That's fine. But, again, I don't see any starting quarterbacks that started 10 games for their team who are opting out of bowl games to transfer to another school.
1: Yeah. Another super chat. Is it not a major failure of the, in parentheses, transfer recruiting staff if they bring in a quarterback that Pine can legitimately compete with for the starting position?
2: They're they're saying that he had an opportunity to compete. You could put me and Michael Jordan on the floor at the same time and we were competing against each other. That doesn't mean I have a prayer of winning. Okay. So when they're bringing in another quarterback they're not bringing in somebody that can is an even you know trade off with Drew Pine that's not but they're saying he can go compete but we all know competing doesn't necessarily mean competing okay
1: right I, just like someone was, was knocking there. the whole well they tell you to compete to get you to stay well they also tell you you're going to compete without saying look you're not going to win the starting job just go someplace else they tell you you can stay around and compete you've got to make the decision right. at that point now i mean it's it's completely fair game you know to put it on recruiting the coaching staff again different head coach was in charge quarterback coach is still around you know he's the offensive coordinator now but you you know you can put the situation there in on recruiting, you know, as to why they got there. But as we look at these next couple classes, Minchie, Carr, you know, they're they're it's enough quarterback was a priority in, yes. in in these recruiting classes. And they have made it a priority. And so far they've got commitments from a couple really good quarterbacks that are going to be coming in the next couple of years. But right. I think it's fair to say that, you know, because again, like go back to before this season ever started, the question about whether or not they should have gone out and got another guy in the transfer portal. You know, after you had Jack Cohn last year, should you have brought another one in before this year? My argument was, you know, to a large extent, they kind of thought Tyler Buckner was going to be the guy, or at least it seemed like Brian Kelly thought Tyler Buckner was going to be the guy. And again, you look at who recruited him, he's still here. So my argument was at some point, you're going to have to start a guy who didn't have a whole lot of playing experience, who had not been a starter before, so that you might as well bite the bullet because I think that they thought, kind of like what we ultimately saw with Drew Pine, that there might be some growing pains along the way with Tyler Buckner, but whatever they got out of this season, at least they would have a season of real experience under Tyler Buckner's belt, and they could move forward with their and you'd have a much more experienced quarterback going into next season. That obviously right. didn't happen. And, the you know, as we've talked about before with JT Daniels, a guy who wanted to come to Notre Dame, but what did they tell him, Vince?
2: They said, you're going to have to compete for the job. Exactly. He and said, like, no, nope. he went someplace else. Yes. Right. Exactly. And so, look, at the end of the day, and I said this before for some people that were late because it seems like that is the case. We would have had no. Well, we've problem. We've got a much
1: bigger audience right now than That's we had at the start of the show. So <laughs>
2: I w- we would have had no problem with Drew going into the transfer portal once the season is over. Zero problem. Okay, it's the it's the timing of it for me, right? I to be honest with you, I think going into the transfer portal is the right decision for Drew Pine. I, I think it's the right decision on December thirty first, right? Not on December second. Again, that's my opinion. Okay. And again, maybe there is extenuating circumstances that I'm unaware of, but at the moment, it looks like he's bailing on his teammates. That's me. That's how I feel. It's how Vince feels. Okay. I still think him transferring is the right decision because I think at the end of the day, depending on who they bring in, he's probably going to end up being the third string quarterback.
1: Yeah. And he has transferring is the right decision. It's the timing of the transfer. Do you agree with that, Jesse?
3: Yeah, I I just think, again, that that Drew Pine got a taste of that he can be a starter. He's proven that he can be a starter at an elite program. He went eight and two as a starter. There's no reason to believe that he can't transfer and go somewhere else and play. The kid just wants to be a starter. He's probably going to finish out his Notre Dame degree. He got to check off a big list on his big thing off his bucket list, and that's get a degree from Notre Dame. And he got to start for a season, you know, as the starting quarterback. So I just think that that taste in his mouth is ultimately what's leading him to transfer. He knows that he's a starter caliber quarterback and he doesn't want to sit behind other guys. He just wants to play football and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, again, I, for me, the timing—the the end of the season is here. I know the bowl game yes. doesn't mean much, and he could get hurt, but it's still—you know—it's still his team, and it's still another game on the schedule.
1: Right. Matt says everyone's going to see how horrible Tyler Buckner is. Can't read coverages a little okay. bit above average runner. Jess, I'd like I, you're, you know—and and I realize it's been a while since we've seen Tyler Buckner. My own personal take, again, when you look at—you know—maybe maybe Drew Pine. And he definitely did. Drew Pine did a better job of protecting the football, not throwing interceptions, than I thought we were going to see. Like, especially if you go back to the end of that Marshall game with the panic interception that he threw, which was almost, you know, basically identical to a couple interceptions we saw him throw in training camp and also going back to the blue-gold game. Was Pine, though, like when like when you look at, again, you know, he's got all these completions and he's got this pass efficiency – but there were plenty of opportunities for bigger plays that he left on the field. So when you look at that, Pine versus Buckner, Jess, does, do, do, do you feel like one really red coverages any better than
3: the other? I mean, it's much harder to say because we got a, a very small sample size with Tyler Buckner, and, and yeah. the, the game plan against Ohio State was to, to really limit how much he was throwing, I, I truly believe. And then you get into Marshall, and that's really where you know you saw his performance of being – you know, not great as a passer, but again, it's his second start as a career, you know, in his career as a quarterback after coming off a big game against Ohio state. So I just think that we didn't get enough sample size to really judge on, you know, who's better, who did better at this or what. Um, but I, I do, you know, that's, that's the gotta be Buckner's biggest knock on his game is can he consistently throw the ball? Can he consistently read defenses? Can he do things outside of just trying to make plays with his feet? And I will say if he plays in the bowl game that there should be limited times where he is dedicated a runner. There's no reason that he needs to be taking those hits on the shoulder. I know he's cleared to play, but it's still, you know, once you hurt something, it becomes a liability for the rest of your life. It's still going to ache you. If you take a big hit, you're still going to feel it in that area. So, you know, to me, I just, I almost think it's not really worth it to even, to boost, you know, to get Buckner rolling again. And I would be almost just most comfortable uh, with rolling with Angeli and seeing what he can offer you. Uh, and, and really save for next season because this ultimately this bowl game doesn't you know mean a whole lot in the end you're not you're not in a a, a playoff you're not in you know new year six game it's it's really just another game against another high end you know higher end opponent so i would be more comfortable with rolling within jelly and saving buckner uh and this you know whoever they potentially get in the portal to go out for a competition next year And i think the last thing i want to say too is you know, there's always a competition. Every training camp is opened up. No spot is guaranteed. There is a competition every single year for every single position. Guys get better in the offseason, and that's exactly what camp is for. You know, certain guys grind harder and work harder, and they, they're given the opportunity to prove themselves. And that's, you know, every time I, – I, over the last five years, from what I can remember, every year it's been a competition for Notre Dame starting quarterback. So it's not a new revelation. It's not a new thing. It's not a knock against Drew Pine. It's just every year when fall well, camp opens, there's new freshmen, there's new transfers. Everyone has an opportunity to play and you're going to play your best players no matter what that looks like.
1: And I think that it wasn't just limited to quarterback. I think when you look at like the way. Things shook out and the way the season progressed when you would see some new faces. I mean, I think that there was an ongoing competition. And Marcus Freeman talked about it from day one, that competition is good. They wanted healthy competition. You should always want healthy competition at every position. It Again, it's a meritocracy. It ultimately produces the best at the top sometimes people see guys who aren't succeeding on the field and they automatically assume, well, if that guy's not doing it, that next guy, number two has to be better than that. No, <laughs> that's not the way it works. And you know, Vince, Vince and I have both coached before and there's a reason number two is number two, because if number two was better than number one, he would be number one and not number two to begin with. Coaches don't put guys by and large. Now there's, you know, i um, not saying nobody's ever played a favorite before but by and large coaches don't put guys lower on the depth chart if they don't you know if they they're gonna put the guys on the field who think they can help them win that's what it's all about you know it's it's that's what the whole thing is all about winning guys get paid millions of bucks to go out there and win games Mm
2: -hmm. as coaches. agreed